I want to welcome you guys this week here at Roots Revival Interfaith. We are talking about spirit guides. I've seen heightened interest in this uh, recently, and people are definitely trying to open up more to communication with their spirit guides, but there is a lot of confusion based on old myths that are floating around out there about how that communication should look or how it should feel or what type of messaging your guides should be giving you. And one of the things I want to focus on here today is cleaning up some of those myths, helping you guys to really understand the truth. Who are your guides? What are they actually doing in your life? What are they not allowed to do? What areas are they watching over and how can you better communicate with them? So we're going to get into that here in a minute. I do want to invite you guys to uh, put your questions and comments in the chat. Uh, the way we like to run our Sunday services is in an interactive manner. So we take your questions and comments. Uh, we are also asking that you put your prayer and healing requests in the comment feed. Now, a little bit later on, we will be getting to those. Feel free to leave donations. Really appreciate for Roots Revival Interfaith. And if you guys could all give this video a thumbs up, feel free to subscribe as well. That would be helpful. All right. So before we get into... Uh, this topic, I do also want to introduce uh, Reverend uh, Christina Del Rey, our astrologer. How are you, Christina? Excellent. Okay, wonderful. And Reverend Danny Johnson, our numerologist. How are you, Danny? I'm doing great and happy to be here with all of you tonight. Me too. All right, good. So um, let's start talking about the different myths that really keep us away from connecting with our spirit guides. First of all, there's a huge misconception that all guides are big figureheads throughout history. Uh, a lot of people even think maybe it's a movie star or a famous singer. And then there's another group of people that tend to think they're all native. If you're not native, your spirit guides probably are not native. Okay, if you're not related to some big figurehead or some movie star, that's probably not your guide. A lot of this misconception comes from, um, I, I want to say, the opportunity to make some profit okay, off of uh, readings and healings where a reader or a healer try to connect the client with this, you know, symbol that somehow feeds their ego. And what we need to remember about spirit guides is that they don't have ego. They are here in the universe to offer healing and guidance. They're of service. They're service workers. That doesn't come with ego. It would be the same as thinking that, you know, angels have uh, big names and titles. They don't either. Humans gave them those names and titles. Angels also are healing entities of the universe without ego. So not only do we have these misconceptions about how big your guide should be, but also the way that they communicate may not uh, look a lot like a human interaction. So a lot of people make the mistake of going and reaching out to their guides and saying, tell me your name, show me your personality, show me 
you know, what, what kind of work you do or what you're into, what you're all about, what's your style. And none of that exists. Now, it's not unheard of that our guides have names and it can occur that a guide was once human and has been appointed to guide position, moved up into that position. Uh, but most of the time, that's not the case. A guide was always a guide. And a guide may not have a name, any major sense of identity or personality whatsoever. And this is where people start to feel like they're not getting the answers that they want. They're not making the connection that they want. And it's not because your guides are thwarting you in any way. It's just because that's not their nature and your misunderstanding. So sometimes your guides will encourage you to name them. And that's fine, but know that that's for your own purpose, your own connection to them, okay? That's a human need that you have. So we do have a full training on this, how to meet your guides, how to, you know, connect in a deeper way um, so that you can always identify them. We don't have time for that here today, but it's up on the website. It's called uh, Meet Your Guides. So you can always check out that two-hour training. What I want to talk about um, is the uh, different categories that your guides are appointed to and how they can and cannot help you in those particular areas, okay? So first of all, we all have five guides. We have a joy guide who is also our spiritual development guide. Your joy guide is watching over your mental and emotional well-being. You have a relationship guide who watches over all of your relationships. We also see your relationship guide may be working alongside your work guide, especially if you're in business, you do a lot with networking, you do anything with um, you know, public service. You could find that these two often come through to communicate with you together. Okay, so number three, you have a work and money guide. Your work and money guide watches over, yes, your finances, but also your life contract, the purpose of you coming to earth. Okay, you also have a protector guide. Your protector guide is watching over your physical well-being, um, mostly keeping you out of disastrous situations that could um, you know, threaten you in any major way, protecting you from people who, or situations that might do you harm, including mental and emotional. And we have an Akashic record guide. Your Akashic guide holds all of your past life information. And it is often overlooked uh, as one of the important guides. But we need to understand that without examining our past lives, uh, the way that they influence us in our current life, the relationships we have, the work that we have to get done, the healing that we need to do. Until we connect that information, we can't really get to the root of our work and our healing. So your Kashik record guide holds all of that pertinent information. All right. So do we have more than this? Sometimes we do. Uh, sometimes we have additional guides if we are going through a major life transition, typically in four or more areas. 
something like maybe a divorce that would then cause for you to have to relocate. It may affect your money. It may affect your custody. It may affect your depression level or anxiety level. When we start to stack things up like that, we can sometimes, if it's going to be a long process, uh, see an additional guide show up. I call these temporary guides and they'll help with the workload of the other guides. Okay, some of us have an extra guide, a healer guide. I talk about all of this in the Meet Your Guides class. Um, but typically, it is these five. Now, everyone can come to Earth knowing that we are protected and guided in these areas if we listen. So here's the trick. A lot of people say, my guides hate me. My guides have abandoned me. They don't want to have anything to do with me. I'm such a handful. Well, you know, if that really is what you're feeling, you're going to be the only one who ends up suffering from that because they can only step in so far. They cannot enable you and they cannot continuously repeat themselves. We have a law of the light. And when we look at the law of the light, that means that there's an ethical code of conduct that every worker in that light must abide by. One of them is that they can't continuously come to you and tell you what it is that you need to do, continuously show you over and over again. If you're refusing to do the work you need to do, you're not holding yourself accountable, you're not taking responsibility, that's it. They will have to pull back. That's the law. So it's really not funny when we start to think that our guides have abandoned us or don't like us or aren't working with us. They've never abandoned you, but their hands may be tied. And once it gets to that point, that's a sign that you had better hurry up and listen because there are some harsh karmic consequences that will come from doing the wrong thing over and over again. Okay, so when we want to reach out to our guides and build a better communication with them, I always tell my students the first and easiest thing to do is to pick one guide per week, individualize the attention that you're giving that relationship, spend 10 minutes every day in silence with that particular guide and listen to them and write down in journal any feelings, symbols, thoughts, emotions, anything that you're receiving, but also Ask them for that week to come and visit you in your dreams. Often when our guides are trying to communicate something to us and they find that during the day when you're awake, you're resisting it because you're too busy, you're left brain, you're not paying any attention to them. They'll come and they'll visit you at night. They may often get up in your face. You may hear them speaking. You might hear your name being called. You may see them sitting in the room. Uh, when the veil is lifted between the worlds, so while you're uh, dozing off and while you're waking up, you may see them and you should be writing down any instruction they're giving you during that time and journaling your dreams. Look up the symbology in those dreams. I always suggest here the Dreamer's Dictionary, okay, written by Lady Stern Robinson and Tom Corbet. You can pair that up with a A to Z Dream Dictionary or dream moods through Google, but look up the symbology. Guides love to use the symbols. Okay, and um, you have to show appreciation to them. 
We don't want to approach our guides and say, please come talk to me. I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes every day and I just hope and wish you come. Uh, and then please come and visit me in dreams. And then every morning when you wake up and every day when you sit and meditate with them, you blow it off. You negate it. You say, oh, well, I don't know. Well, that's not enough proof. That would be rude and disrespectful to do to anyone. And it is not a proper way to communicate, show reverence and gratitude for uh, the amount of effort that they put into your life. Okay. So we are open. We are all embracing. And the attitude of gratitude needs to be there throughout the day, every day to them to build that bond. All right. I do want to open this up uh, to Christina or Danny, whoever wants to jump in next. I do want to remind everybody who tuned in late here, please give this video a thumbs up, post your questions and comments. I'll be taking them uh, throughout the sermon and post your prayer and healing requests. We'll be getting to them in just a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy that our sermon today is on guides because they really are, it feels like they have been a lot more active lately or it's just listening to them. The, the invitation and the call to listen to them has been really, really strong lately. And it has been <clears throat> excuse me, so much for me as well. Um, one of the reasons why um, most recently reconnecting with my guides sometimes um, because, so Ivy, you have that, the uh, mini class, um, the still small voice, because the, our guides, they communicate in such like a level, um, not to say monotonous, but from such like a place of love and they want for us to hear them but they're not going to overpower anything in the same way. Like when I love how, when you uh, teach us how um, spirits in the light have to follow rules and they can't go beyond a certain, you know, uh, boundary. And it feels like even in terms of decibel, in terms of like how loud they can go, because if they go beyond a certain um, kind of frequency or even in terms of like how they communicate with us, that is crossing a boundary. So, um, and, you know, of course, like, uh, unless we are in danger and, and when you kind of instruct and teach us how, um, if we are in danger, our protector guide will get really vocal, really loud. But, um, one of the things that most recently over the past, I'd say couple of weeks, more consistently sitting down with my guide, something I used to do much more frequently when I first started training with you, but more recently over the past few weeks, intentionally sitting down with them, realizing how on point they are. Like they literally have every single aspect of our lives in the palm of their hand. I mean, like literally, like how acutely accurate they are and how they have their finger on the pulse of every single thing. So when I come to them and I'm just asking, so, you know, you know, I really appreciate some guidance on this. And, and it's like, and when I, through automatic writing, when I'm writing out all their, their suggestions and advice, and it's like, oh my gosh, you've got this right here. Okay. Let me not try to reinvent the wheel. Like I have been like, I'll just, just let you do your job. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Just let them do their thing. Exactly. And, um, well, something, the way that they communicate, and I just, I so appreciate how they um, are so grounding. Our guys are so super grounding. They reminded me of um, 
So there's this video, it's sort of like a meme, but also a video of this little child who's swimming and the child like bursts into tears thinking they're drowning and either their parent or guardian or someone just shows them you're really sitting in like an inch of water and then they stand up and they're just like, oh, okay, I'm fine. That's how it is with my guides and how it has been over the past few weeks as well. When I sit down and I'm, you know, really concerned or coming to them with something that I think is like, ah, and they're just, and I'm writing and they're just like, well, no. It's not that you're fine. And then it's so funny. It's like they might give like a three word or like a sentence answer. And then they direct me to the work guide. It's like, okay, can you go not get, get, get to work? Come on. Like this is um, the things that I'm worried about are um, inconsequential. And they remind me of that. And because they know us so well, they um, make sure that we get realigned with what is important to us. Um, something else that I'm realizing that they've done, especially like with numerology, if I feel like something is, something's in the air, you know, as empaths, we can always feel and sense when something is going on. They will instruct me and tell me to uh, calculate the numeric energy of the day. So if I'm like feeling something intensely, or if I just start the day and I'm trying to make sense of things, my guides will literally say, okay, what is the figure out the numeric energy of the day. And this one particular day, I remember it was seven. And seven is one of the most spiritually charged numbers in numerology, where we are called to become introspective and quiet and um, spiritual information comes to us often. And so that was, it was an invitation and it was an affirmation that if I needed a little extra solitude that day, it was okay to do so. And then Actually got me through the day, which I'm really grateful for. Um, so it's um, our guides, they are so quiet. They don't necessarily look for the affirmation, but they have everything that we need. And it's almost like having five little best friends who know you better than you know yourself, who are your secret keepers and who tell you exactly what's going on when you need it. So I just, um, so grateful. I, love that. I, I, I like that you just said they're like your best friends. So many people give credit to the ancestors or the deceased loved ones or, you know, they, they're not sure where the support is coming from. So they just assume. And more often than not, it's actually coming from your guides and they're being overlooked. And one of the things I teach my students in the meet your guides class and in psychic mediumship class is that your joy guide, who is your right hand man or woman, was your imaginary friend when you were a child. That was the blanket that you were hooked onto. That was that, in, you know, invisible friend that you weren't allowed to take into kindergarten with you. That's where the relationship starts building. Yeah, literally. That makes so much sense, too. Um, okay, Waiting on you, Christina. I don't know. I mean, Danielle, um, keep talking, but there she is. Um, Grover. It was Grover for me. I carried him everywhere. <laughs> I think it's the color blue. I'm still like, I still love the color blue and purple. Um, you know, this is funny. I love what you said about ego and spirit guides because I've always been very put off. Like, I've always struggled with the spirit guide thing. And I've been recently trying to reconnect 
because I've realized how valuable it is. But I think like going back like 10 years ago when I was sitting in your living room, when the Ivy Psychic Academy was just, you know, very small at that point, yeah. um, we did the Meet Your Guides class. And, you know, it, it, there was a lot of people who were like, oh, I have, an, I have um, you know, American Indian guides. And you know what I mean? Like I have native guides and this and that. And I was like, okay, like I was waiting for something spectacular, you know, and all I kept getting, I, it's so stupid, but and I hate this song. I hate it, but I don't know if you know the song, but it's, it, you can call me Al, you know, the song. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Little, the little guy, the little guy. Yes. It's like the worst song ever written in the history of. <laughs> I actually right? like that song. But I, I hate that song. But anyway, my little every friend. single time I would ask, mm -hmm. it would play. And I just looked at the lyrics and it, I mean, some of the lyrics are, if you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty. And Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. So it's like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? <laughs> and. It's like, we don't have names here. We're not about ego. So I love that you said that because um, I was, ex you know, I, I was afraid if my guide's not some kind of, you know, guru, healer, I, then mine aren't as good or something. So um, so I really appreciated that you said that. And, um, you know, my, my guides are okay. Um, I have really noticed... You know, and I, the biggest problem I have with spirit guides is just forgetting about them, which is really, you know what I mean? Like, so I, I have made more of a conscious effort to call on them, especially like um, if I'm in bed and I'm just going to meditate, you know, I, I'll call on them. If I'm worried about my own children, um, you know, I will ask them for help. I'll ask them to ask my children's guides, you know, to help them. So I have really noticed um, a difference in my readings too. When I call on my guides, like it makes so much difference. It is more of go with the flow of the universe. Um, today I was going through um, tarot cards actually, and two of them um, denote guardian angels. And, you know, they, and they also denote, uh, the flow of the universe as well, the star card and temperance. And it made me really feel like, because when, when you said you wanted to talk about this, I had already been thinking about spirit guides. You know, it had already been in my head, of course, as it always is. And um, the in astrology, Jupiter is spirit guides, you know, so we, you know, whenever we're having a transit of Jupiter and it can be stronger at that point. Um, Neptune is like the other world, but Jupiter is really like where our spirit guides come, our guardian angels, um, Jupiter and Neptune. And I think like, you know, we all have free will to connect with them. And we know when we're not listening, we know when we're making choices that are going against the grain. And maybe you don't realize that's your spirit guides, but you know when you're like, oh yeah, I'm really kind of stuck in a, a rut here. Like, you know you're not going with the flow of the universe. You know that intellectually, you might not want to admit it, 
So you're using your free will to do nothing, which is still a choice. We are all guilty of this, me especially. Um, but I'm learning. I'm learning. And also, too, like Danny has really helped with the numerology because now I pay attention to the numbers. And that is how the guides speak to you, too. And I've never really paid any attention to that before. So thank you, Danny, for that. That has really helped me to connect with my guides as well. That's been like a huge thing for me. Um, and I know they're around daily because of the numbers. So, but yeah, I think, um, I think that we need to get out of our ego about the spirit guides and bragging. The big thing too is like people would brag about their spirit guides. Oh, my spirit guides, you know, and I would be like, um, okay. <laughs> it's creating so, the divide. Yeah, the more yeah. they brag on who their big time guides are. Yeah. The and I'm like, why don't my guys actually like that? Yeah. So, yeah, don't be put off by that. Like, you know, it's an individual private thing, I think. So, you know, it's like your connection with them. And, and God sent them. So, or, you know, the universe sent them. So it's not like, you know, you're, it's, it's just another step before you get to the bigger step. I love that. And, and the mention of um, the numbers. Let's talk about that for a second before we get into questions and comments here. Okay, again, you guys post your prayer and healing requests now. Questions and comments now. Donations are appreciated. We're about to get on to all of that in just a second here. Let's talk about different ways that they communicate. Absolutely through numbers. Now, you know, in the last, I would say, 15 years or so, numbers, Danny, our numerologist here, you know this more than anyone, Reverend Danny, that numbers have been, again, in that airy-fairy prophet, you know, of reading and healing with charisma. They've been given over to these huge titled, you know, guardian angels and higher, higher ups. Oh, angels use the numbers. Angels are not the only ones who use numbers. And in, you know, traditional numerology, understanding it as, as its own language, um, we see that loved ones, you know, deceased may be using numbers. Your higher mind is using numbers and your guides are using numbers. So if you want an easy jumping off point, watch for the feathers, watch for the numbers, understand how guides communicate through something called clairaudience. Anyone ever get the ringing, the tinnitus in your ears, a feeling of pressure in your ears? Guides like to use the right ear and then they put thoughts in your head and, and they help you. Songs. Christina mentioned, uh, even though she hates the song, and, and it is often like that. It's kind of funny. You know, it's like ironic stuff that they use. Um, but definitely using even like children's rhymes or little lullabies or sweet songs, song lyrics popping in your head, they will manipulate the radio. Uh, they are the mouthpiece for God. So watch through other people around you when people say just the right thing at the right time. They channel through animals that may be coming to restore your energy. And I have found personally that they, they like to use, um, as far as the numbers go, like numbers that are special to me, like my lucky number, my favorite number, my birthday, but also any intimate symbols that would connect to you personally, like little baby ivy leaves. They will leave them for me in the middle of winter in the tundra where there's no way a new fresh baby ivy leaf, you know, grew. But because that's my name and they know I'm watching for that now, they will leave it when I need it the most. Intimate things. 
Yeah, we Ivy and I were sitting in Starbucks having a meeting the other day, and they kept and the the radio was literally like mimicking what we were talking about of like more like like three times for an hour. I have it. Um, I have a recording of it. Right, right, right. When I worked out, every time Christina would start talking about my planets, she was doing my work chart for the year. She would start talking about those planets, and my guides would step in and start giving her psychic direction on what I'm supposed to be paying attention to, what I'm guided to do. And the radio would change to the song where she would say the words and the words would be in the song. It happened over it and over. Insane. I didn't even notice it till she pointed it out though, because I think I blocked music out or something, but I, it was crazy. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, and it happens every time. Christina never notices it, but she's too busy working. But I notice it. I have recordings of it every time we get together to do that. So they, they work with the atmospheres. They work with whatever is around and they are professionals at this. You know, they, they are top of the line in communication. Uh, did uh, Danny or Christina, did you want to add anything before I start getting into some of these questions and comments here? Um, I just love the fact that when Christina speaks, then the lyrics mimic what she is saying to you. And it's just, that is just like, just, it is such indication of how high, how highly the both of you were vibrating and the frequency of like the energy between the two of you, because like the, the universe was able to yield to your frequency. And that is just, I mean, such like an immediate affirmation of not only the work, but the both of you. I just, I love that. I know it was a really good meeting too. So like, yeah, now that you mention it, you're right. We probably were vibing really high. And, and, and when, you just, get, when you get together with other people. Yeah. When you just are, flow, you know, mm -hmm. it just flows. It, it, so it all increases. You'll hear more from your guides when you're with other like-minded people mm -hmm. who are also deliberately tuning into that healing energy. It's like everything gets activated. Yeah, you because know, it's, it's stronger, the more people you have, like prayer groups and things like that, like it, the stronger it is, the higher the vibration can go. That's true. That's true. And I just also wanted to play off what Christina said here about, you know, sometimes you don't realize you're disconnected from your guides. Um, you know, maybe you're doing things wrong or you're not doing everything you need to be doing in your life. There are some misjudgments. You may know that, but we often don't realize how disconnected we are until we get in a rut. And I think that one of the ways to prevent getting in a rut again is to take the time to look back at your history. Look back at the last few years. How many times have you found yourself in a rut? Can you learn from previous ruts to prevent yourself from getting in there again? I think doing more simple common sense self-examination Okay, can help us a lot to prevent uh, negative cycles we want to stay out of and to stay in touch with our guides more easily because they're certainly there. Um, all right, I do see that we have a bunch of um, questions coming in, some that don't necessarily uh, pertain a lot to today. Um, and thank you for the donations. Uh, but I do see some coming in, uh, one from an Angelica Angelica uh, wants to know, you know, why she's feeling someone's pain for the first time. She feels that she's tapping in um, with another individual. 
and doesn't understand why she would be feeling the emotions and, and physical pain from this person. That's called empathic ability. You have triggered your ability to absorb other people's um, energy. And you're going to want to check out the empathic awareness training up on the website. So that's sort of a different topic than today. Um, you guys are also asking about, um, Jessica had a question here. You know, I connected with someone, um, but I can't seem to, um, find them. Uh, you know, I can see their eyes, but I, I feel disconnected. Um, again, that may be something that you want to, uh, book a reading for or check in with the um, Ask Ivy class that we do. Um, it's a free Q&A. Actually, it's not a class. It's a show every Wednesday. Uh, then we do have some prayer and healing requests here I want to get to. Um, but we also have, let's see, one from, okay. Um, some people saying, thank you. I've been able to take notes on this. This has been really helpful for me today. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I just want to say, too, that connecting with your guides is really foundational. All right. Uh, we have a question here from a JoJo. Let me see if I can get this up. So Jojo wants to know, an intention circle, okay, I frequent, has you state your name, intention, what you're willing to give up to receive guidance? Should we be willing to want to give something up for guidance? Um, I don't know if you're referring to the people. Should you be willing to give something to the people? Uh, I think that reciprocity is a great way um, to receive healing. I train my students that if they are going to be giving something, they should expect to be receiving something in return to maintain a healthy balance of reciprocity so that they can continue with their gifts and not get cut off with negative karma. However, there is a time to be of service and not expect to really get anything back in return. If you're referring to the people involved and they're giving their time, they're opening up a space, they're giving their attention, um, then you should be willing to contribute something uh, back, absolutely. But I think that when we're talking about giving up um, some type of almost like a sacrifice, uh, if you're giving up some type of a donation, you're giving um, something to honor, you know, the spirits that you're reaching out to. Um, that is a common belief system in many religions. Um, and, you know, Danny and Christina will jump in on this after after I speak. But in regards to your guides, no, you're not required to give them anything. There are people in the world who have their guides working for them and they don't have a penny to their name. They have nothing to offer. What you can offer is your willingness to be of service. And the way that we can pay them back is to listen to their guidance and to work for the light and to choose high vibration over low vibration so that we're supporting our community, the universe, the world. And that is all that they ask in return. Yeah, I think um, integrity, too, is, you know, like that's I think because they don't they don't know what money is or, you know, what I mean, there's no real training out with guides. Right. So um, they're looking for you to go the best pathway. So if you're being of service, you know, and you're. Um, yeah, I mean, 
they don't know. They that that's just how it is. And and there should if you are with other humans though, you should be um keeping the balance, you know, give, receive, you know, that balance too. The the energy has to stay even. Um I uh, I agree, especially when it comes to the guides. Definitely feels like our guides want our trust and they want our um presence. And I, uh, one of the first things I remember learning from Ivy is that like, they're able to do their job and we're able to listen and we are stay on contract. So if, you know, even if we go kicking and screaming and sometimes we don't feel like it, if we do it, if we do the things that we're supposed to be doing, even if we, we, it doesn't feel good at the time, um, that in a, in a sense, it feels like is our way of honoring them and appreciating them because then they don't have to even worry about having to potentially cross a boundary that they're not supposed to, to make sure that we're okay and that we're safe. Um, in terms of the, um, the giving of the sacrifice in terms of that guidance um, that um, Ivy is spot on with there being, you know, in different um, practices, different religions where uh, giving of an offering to whether it be an angel or a saint uh, if there is something going on and you want to honor that thing and you give something to them as a way of saying thank you, the thing is, um, it just be, I, I just offer the invitation to, um, from a mindful place when giving to them in that way, not as a, I'm going to give so I can get something, but in order just as with building relationships with our guides, building relationships with the saints or in some uh, practices, orishas, um, those deities that watch over us just because, just because you, we know that they watch over us and just because we want to show love to them. But I would um, be hesitant to encourage anyone to only give for the sake of receiving something in return. Uh, that relationship that is more transactional and the spirits and the guides and all in spirit who watch over us, they love us much, much more than to have something transactional with us in that way. It's just right. Like, There's a big difference between paying for it and just showing some respect and gratitude. Um, I love that I or I love that Danny said to be present too. That they want us to be present because you're going to miss it if you're not present. And I've, I've found that that has been the most helpful for me is to be present as much as possible. I love that. Okay, wonderful. Let's look at another one here. So we have uh, from Chicken Mama. Hi guys, I know my spirit guides. Uh, my ancestors communicate with me daily. How can I know who and which? Spirit guide is communicating with me. I could tell ancestors by a warm feeling, a grandmotherly feeling. Well, you know, you need to, you need to train. Again, I would recommend it's a two hour training. It's called meet your guides. Take the time, invest the time and energy to understand the lost language. Guides do not communicate in the same way that angels communicate. Angels don't communicate in the same way that the deceased communicate. Animals communicate different than the deceased. There are all of these lost languages that we've learned to tune out from. And it takes time and effort um, to really grasp not only how they are communicating with us, but also how we receive it. So it also depends on you. 
We have to look at your clairs. We have to look at whether you're using more psychic or mediumistic or empathic ability. It depends on you. It depends on them. But ultimately, again, I want to review a couple of the things I talked about earlier. Looking at numbers, you're looking at feathers, you're looking at Claire audience. Um, what else did we talk about? Songs. Okay. And um, I'd also just um, just add that with um, so knowing that difference between the ancestors and the guides is, is definitely important, but sometimes our ancestors might not necessarily come through with feelings. Sometimes depending upon who they were here earthside, their personality might have been a little bit more monotonous and it could be an ancestor coming through. And at the same time, if there is a guide who wants to make sure that we are not, you know, we're planning on taking, you know, a certain route and they know that something could be potentially waiting for us, we might get that jolt of like a feeling like, Ooh, let me not do that. Or like a chill down our spine or something just says, you know what, I'm taking a different route. That very well could be a guide making sure that we are safe. Um, Cause that protector guys gotta make sure we get, we're precious cargo to them. You know? That's right. That's right. And um, yeah, they're, they're um, you know, they could sometimes be very forceful. Um, but I think that ultimately there's no quick way to know them because they are individual spirits and you have to build a relationship with them. I always compare it to, you know, if you have children, when you, one of your kids walks into the room, you don't have to turn around and check and see which kid just walked in. You can feel their energy. Maybe you have that with some close friends or family members, you know, you could just feel when they come close. That's the kind of bond that you want to develop. Forget about names, forget about titles, forget about personality or, you know, how they may dress, uh, any detail that would be of human nature and just focus on the energetic bond, how it feels. And they're always there. Okay. So it's not hard to tap in. It's just a choice and spending the time. All right. Uh, so here's another one. How do we learn to decipher further on what or whom our guides are and otherworldly connections? Because sometimes it's hard to tell the difference. Again, you need to learn the lost language. You're right. It is hard to tell. Most people overlook their guides entirely. They believe that the spirits that are communicating with them are their deceased loved ones or their ancestors or that their house is haunted, something like that. Um, so it is a different language for different spirits. And what we're looking for is to understand how you receive the language. You need to get perfect in speaking that language. And then once you understand how they all speak, you'll have a match. And it's very easy to tell who is who, what is what. I know we were talking about how I was getting Claire sent. Do you guys want to right? add anything to that one? Were we talking? Were we talking about how I was getting clairsentient? That's what you told me, right? I was getting like all the feelings, because like sometimes I get like you know, but I don't know. Well, a lot of your TikToks speak to all that stuff, but um, you know, you might your clairs are really important in the way that you get information. So, and I don't know which class you teach that in, but that that's something the that you really need to yeah. understand. I was super creative on that title. So yeah, that one's just called the Claire's. There is actually a free mini class up here on YouTube. 
um, also called the Claire's, like a short little, you know, bite-sized version. But yeah, like Christina, when she talks about receiving messages and, and different insights, she's always referring back to the way she physically feels. And I found that interesting because she's a Leo and she'll say, I don't get gut instinct. I get heart instinct. And I'm like, how do you know that? Like, what does that feel like to you? She's like, I don't know. I feel it in my heart. So when she talks about things, she's always talking about where on her body, right? So we have body symbology. And the only way she's really going to know how to connect with her guides or her intuition or anything is if she understands her clairs. She's clairsentient. That's how they communicate. They know to use that with her. Yeah. That's a great example. Okay. Questions. Did you guys have anything else to add to this? Or are we ready to move on to our prayers here? Prayer, prayer and healing. Okay. Um, one thing I, I, I'll add, just in terms of like imaginary friend, um, it's interesting because when I was little, uh, I remember living in New Orleans and I was maybe three or four and my aunt had given me this little doll and this doll, it was just, you know, a sweet little doll. She crocheted it, but I named the doll Prince. His name, the doll's name was Prince and slept with me. And when mom would tuck me in at night, she would sometimes accidentally put the covers over Prince's face. And I said, mommy, Prince can't breathe. Like Prince is going to suffocate. We can't have this. And so knowing that Prince is a part of the, symbology in terms of um at the academy that was just always kind of stuck with me and i love and that you're a queen because you're a leo so <laughs> he was your you prince know, <laughs> you know christina i always feel affirmed and loved by the leo sister in you like <laughs> it's just <laughs> so funny mm -hmm. i love it all right so we are going to um, get started here on some prayer and healing requests. If you guys have not already posted them, um, feel free if it doesn't pop up. Um, you know, I, I don't see it and include it in this. I will be praying over this throughout the week. So if you could all, um, just collectively come together at this time to support one another. That would be great. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being with us. Thank you for always encouraging us, giving us your loving guidance. And I ask that you help everyone tuning in now or later on uh, to stay connected to you, to have a uh, greater willingness to seek your truth and to find a deeper sense of faith, knowing that what you offer them in strength and healing and encouragement is the true path to enlightenment and to fulfilling what we came to earth to do. Okay. We ask that everyone here tonight and watching this in the future become more closely connected to themselves, their journey and are able to use their strength, their wisdom, and the trials and tribulations that they've gone through to go out into the world and bring healing to others as well. Okay, we want to say a prayer for just Joha, prayer for inner child healing. Okay, so we ask that she can receive 
some direction on that difficult historical trauma that has occurred and be bold and brave enough in blind faith to move forward to see that healing come to fruition. So prayer for Vanessa. She wants to say a general healing prayer for the entire world sent out to everybody during these difficult times. We see so many people suffering right now. We see so much truth coming to light right now. We see so much revolution going on right now. And we pray that the light continues to overcome the darkness. Prayer for Bethany, for her brother, Jeffrey. He has not been heard from in two weeks as of today. Spirit, we pray that you give Bethany and her family the answers that they need to find peace and give them the strength to hold on to faith, but restore their energy and keep them safe from, from being drained. Help Jeffrey to make wise decisions and protect him from harm. Liz has a prayer healing for Cuba. Okay, we pray that the people of Cuba receive the protection, the support, the healing that they need. Please help others to come forward and unite to make their difficulties easier, shorter. We have a prayer for Jennifer, healing her boyfriend's colon cancer. Okay, prayers over the doctors, the nurses, the aides, the staff and for Jennifer and her boyfriend that they can find the strength through this difficulty to continue to be at peace and in love and feel the warmth and support of spirit in the universe in this journey. If there are lessons that are supposed to be learned during this time, please help them to be open to that as well. Did you guys have any prayers that you wanted to add? Um, I just want to say that I hope that everybody here got something and can connect with their guides um, throughout the week and receive messages that will um, help them to feel connected to source. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, I'd also like to ask for prayers for um, for Candace and Sierra and Louisa and Oliver 
for continued healing and perfect recovery. I'd uh, also like to pray for the family of a little boy named uh, Jaquel, three years old, who, uh, who died under the worst of circumstances, praying for him, the baby, and his family. Amen. I want to pray over all of our um, indigenous brothers and sisters as we start pulling up the graves of the children from the schools here in America and still continued prayer and support for those in Canada and worldwide as we go forward to expose the truth and bring healing. We have a prayer here for Empathic Love 1990 praying for her mother who has stomach and mental health issues at this time. Okay, prayers for you, your mother, and your family, that you guys receive the guidance and the help that you need to overcome this and move on to brighter days. Okay, if we don't have any others, then we are going to wrap this up. Um, just one last prayer. Um, praying for solidarity for our indigenous siblings, including Pastor Ivy, as the trauma and the pain of centuries of horrific treatment come to light. Pray for solidarity and pray for all of us to collectively wrap our hearts and our minds and our arms around our indigenous siblings to make sure that they are not alone as they continue to learn the truth and the truth is uncovered throughout the coming days, months, and years, and that we use our collective power to stand in solidarity with them. Amen. All right. Thank you. That was beautiful, everyone. So glad we were able to come together like this again for another Sunday service. Uh, we will be talking next Sunday about angels and how they communicate differently. What are the myths? What are the truths? And how are your angels supporting you? How can you use that power and strength as you go forward in your life? Thank you so much, Reverend Danny, Reverend Christina, for being here and everyone who tuned in uh, to pray and be with us. We will see you next week.